So welcome to the Love Fly podcast. I'm Paul Tizard, Fear of Flying Coach. I've uh, been doing this for nearly 25 years. And today's guest is uh, Michal, who I met many years ago. And he's going to tell us a little bit about his story, uh, how he overcame his fear of flying, and, and probably lots of other stuff we'll get around to talking about. So, uh, Michal, welcome. Welcome and thanks for the opportunity uh, to be your guest. Uh, as you know, I am an ex-customer, mm. uh, also turned into a little uh, fly fanatic after, <laughs> uh, which was a pure 180 degree change for me, yeah. Yeah, so I think this will be a great story because one of the things that I know from the podcast, and there's a lot of people that listen to it now, is they love, they love, hearing real stories from real people that have had the fear and then done something about it because everyone's journey has been different and everybody's way that they got over it has been different but yours has been interesting because you actually ended up working with me in, in my previous program so we'll get to all of that so uh, tell us a little bit about your fear of flying how it started what it was like to be entirely honest i don't really know how it started. I'm pretty sure that the big part of it was all the documentaries I was watching about uh, different uh, accidents and incidents that happened. Mm. I haven't been flying an awful lot back then. And for me, it was kind of a given. It's not if, it's when something ah, will right. happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so if I had to fly, which was petrifying for me mm. in my head I was probably better prepared than those two people in the front for every single opportunity because I've seen it on the Discovery Channel <laughs> yeah. so how long ago was that then uh, that was that? so basically I moved to UK in 2007 and I was traveling back to the continent in a car for more than seven years before I, I came across uh, Fear of Flying courses. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. how, so how long was that drive? If I was lucky to, to be on time in Rotterdam, it was minimum 10 hours. Oh. So you're doing that for seven years, driving? Yes. So doing the ferry or the tunnel and then... Yes, oh, yes, yes. Ten hours minimum was only if I got the long ferry, which was called to Rotterdam. I did once the ferry through the, uh, through the channel and that from door to door was nearly 24 hours. So you did that. And how long does it take to actually fly? <laughs> uh, I can do door to door in less than six now. Oh, Amazing. So, so for seven years, you're doing this, you know, a lot of people will relate to this, doing the driving side of it, because they feel Absolutely. like, so what do you think was in your mind in terms of the rationale between driving versus flying? Less. Looking where I am now and thinking back, I do not have a clue. It was probably, <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably, yes, 100% honest, uh, probably fear. I would, I can just name it as fear, just mm. absolute, absolute fear of flying. Yeah. Do you didn't find and the Discovery Channel helps you then? 
absolutely not. Absolutely not. To be honest, now, after all these years, after doing the courses from both sides, I've got a different look at it. Mm. Um, it's more of a interesting fact finding instead of preparing myself for the worst. Yes. Um, so, uh, yes, and, and, and the fear that I've told you about it, year after year, it was getting worse and worse to the extent uh, where I couldn't physically look at the aircraft. Really? So you, which so, what? So if you went to an airport, you mean, or even if they flew? No, if they if they flew high above me, it didn't bother me at all. But if I had to pick up someone from the airport, mm. uh, and there was an aircraft landing or taking off, I don't know. It's 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 very odd to say, but I, I just couldn't look at it. What would happen to you? I don't know. Just weak knees. Right. A little bit shaky. Just, mm. I mean, probably the best. The best description would be quite close to freaking out. Yeah, yeah. That it was that bad, that bad. Never had an actual panic attack, mm. but I feel I've been there very, very close on a few occasions. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, what was the what? What and when was the turning point? The turning point was Christmas two thousand fourteen, when um, I. Thankfully, told all my family that I'm sick of driving, and I've seen this course. Mm. So they didn't wait. Instead of uh, thinking about what to get me for Christmas, they all chipped in and bought me the course, uh, which happened. I can tell you even straight away, January two thousand and five, because the ticket is still above my desk. Sorry, 2015. Uh, 2015. Okay, January 2015. So that was correct. Uh, on the you came on the Virgin flying that fear course. When that I was is correct. Yes, it. that was at Leeds, that was wasn't it? That's right. It was at Leeds. Yes, it was. And I don't know if you will remember this one, but it was probably one of the worst possible days weather-wise. I do remember it. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 To an extent that uh, I think you've offered to some people that if they don't feel confident, they don't have to fly, yeah. they can come back on a later date for their flight. But you also said something which which kind of stayed in my head, that if you go today and experience all of that, you will probably never, ever experience this kind of weather again. Mm. Which after... 55 well 50 plus flights at the moment since then uh i can certainly say you were right <laughs> wow so you've done so so well, there's a couple of things there right it's brilliant yes. so 50 plus flights since then yes let's rewind back to that leeds course i do remember it so those who are freaking out thinking oh my god i'm going to fly from leeds or you know or that they've they're talking a lot about weather and stuff yeah. Leeds is particularly windy because of where it is in the country. It is, yes. But the th the thing that to, to remember is that the pilots that fly in and out of Leeds are not bothered by this, and they fly within the legal limits, and they're used to it. But I remember on that particular course, one of us saying, look, it's going to be a bit choppy up there, but it's either safe to take off or it isn't. You know, so if it's too bad today, we won't be taking off. But we gave people the option, do it today with us, with support, or come back another time and do it. And the, I'd say the majority said, yes. 
I'm doing I think it. There, there was there was maybe a handful of people yeah. who said, "I just can't do it." But yeah. uh, I was on the verge. I must say, mm. I was I was because the temptation was there. Yeah. But then I thought, I've made all this effort. Yes, I, I, I'm I'm just gonna do the whole package. So you were pretty determined from that. So from that Christmas, when you said I'm going to do something about it, then literally yeah. a month later, you're on the course with us. Yes, correct. Yeah. So after living with the fear for so long, mm-hmm. what do you think made t- made the difference for you personally? Uh, I mean, I'm a lot more relaxed. Mm. Uh, traveling requires a lot less planning nowadays mm. because I don't have to plan in case something happens in the middle of Germany. <laughs> uh, well, I can have a drink on the way. Wow. If I want to. Are you, you going to uh, tell me to eat on a flight as well now? Do you? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, eat, sleep. Uh, the, my problem is that for me to sleep, it has to be really, really quiet, which, right. and to be honest, I haven't been on a, like a really, really long haul flight as mm. yet. Mm. Uh, because unfortunately, uh, I had one plant, but pandemic didn't allow yes. us to go. Yes, yes. But I've done many, many short haul flights. Uh, and yeah, just feeling, I mean, until, until the course, if I had to fly, Believe me or not, I maybe flew 10 times by then. I have never, ever undid my seatbelt during the flight. So you would just literally sit there. So no matter how long the flight was, you'd be yeah. strapped in. Yes, yes, because it gave, gave me a little bit of a sense of security. Mm. My goodness. So that would mean, I would imagine then, that you probably had some rituals around before you flew about not drinking too much. Um, knowing that you're not going to be able to get about your seat. Yes, that's true. Yes, sitting, sitting always um, on the aisle side, mm-hmm. so I didn't have to undo my seatbelt, and I could just swing around yeah. <laughs> if someone wanted to get out. Yeah. Um, obviously, on top of that, medication. Oh, really? Uh, okay. So, what, so what was your drug of choice? It was diazepam. Yeah. Uh, which my body didn't really agree with. Mm. Uh, and it was uh, it was a very short remedy, uh, and then I was suffering quite a lot after. Oh, really? So t- uh, tell me yeah. tell us about because I've never taken it, so I, I don't know. I mean, it kind of numbs your senses to an extent. Right. It's like I'm, I can only imagine if it's like if you if you've taken too many uh, painkillers, something mm. similar to to mm. to this, uh, but. After it's it's like a bad hangover, really. It's 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 like a constant. I had this constant pain behind my eyes uh, for a day, sometimes two, depending how many I've ta- I was prescribed and I've taken. Yeah. So it wasn't really. Yeah. It wasn't really uh, a way forward for me. No, yeah, so there's quite a lot to put up with. So we've got the rule about the seatbelt on all the time, sitting in the aisle, so that, and yeah. then taking the diazepam. Is there any, any other rituals or things uh, that you notice you did? Uh, sitting as close to the front as possible. Yeah. But I can't explain why. Mm. It was just, just one of those as close as possible. Yeah. And, and and what about, I mean, that I've heard that before. Uh, did you have to sit near the wing or not, was that not a thing for you? 
No, not at all. No. Not what at about all. Um, getting on, the order that you got on? Did you have to get on first, last, or was that, didn't it matter? Uh, to be entirely honest, as late as possible, because then it meant I was spending as little time as possible Understood. in the aircraft itself. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny, the reason I'm asking you, Michal, is the fact that people have these different rules, and it's yeah. it's so unique to each individual. I find it fascinating that, because others will say, I get on first when it feels more empty, and then people yeah. come on. Um, for you, it's getting on last, because then it reduces the amount of time that you're on the flight. Yes, correct. But you noticed that you wanted to sit near the front, but you can't remember why that is. Some people like yes. they find that there's less movement near the front. They feel like it's yeah. quieter because you're forward of the engines. But yes, maybe yeah. it was that. Who knows? Well, that's really interesting. So yeah. you did the course yes. in January 2015. Yes. And what, what was the, the moment when you knew this is it, it's going? I think I think the landing. I think the landing actually, because it was not only a crosswind landing. Uh, it was when I looked through the window. Uh, it was it was it was like a roller coaster, you know. Uh, one time I could see the sky. Uh, half a second later, runway, and it kept going up and down like because mm. it was really really windy. Mm. And then I just and then I had your words in my head thinking. You know, this is probably the worst that will that will happen to me, and most likely something the the, uh, the worst weather that will happen to me. And then, I don't know. Suddenly, just I don't know if something broke or not. Yeah. But I just thought this is actually not bad. Yeah. And I think the the narration during the flight helped a lot as well, because yeah. a lot of my anxiety was coming from not knowing mm. not knowing the sounds not knowing yeah. certain behaviors um you know the very famous uh, so-called air pockets uh, which are probably up to 50 centimeters at any time <laughs> uh, but it feels like you're falling off a canyon yeah. uh, and i think understanding it and hearing it from the actual pilot air yeah. crew mm. uh, just changed it completely Mm. Yeah, we used facts. to say. Sorry, I cut interrupt. Yeah, no, so it, the, it, it was it was just the facts. Yeah, yeah, the facts. And I think I always to say that because at the moment I'm not offering, I'm not doing anything with flights. But the our substitute right now is that if people are flying, is to use the Pete Peter Higgins checklist, which is yeah. remember Pete would have been on your course because he used to do lots of courses as the team leader. Yeah, and he created a checklist that people could do exactly like that. So they could go from the moment we could get on the flight right the way to landing, you can tick off what's going on, yeah. it, um, which is great. And a lot of people found that really, really helpful. Yeah. And so like your version of that was the narration from the pilots. It was, it was because, you know, all these different sounds, the, the bings on the intercom and explaining that this is not a secret code for danger. Uh, and that, that kind of stayed in my head as well. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, when the gear goes up, uh, when the flaps are deployed, it's, it's all different sounds, different feelings. And I think mm. explaining that step by step mm, uh, helped massively, yeah. massively. Yeah, I think because you know the old cliche of knowledge is power, and you were carrying that fear around for a long time, and you're doing a lot of 
measures to avoid it or manage it and and still you manage to so you said the fear went when you landed what happened after that after that obviously absolutely buzzing went home <laughs> uh uh rank i think every single person i know under the sun to tell them what happened uh because they all knew how bad yeah. i was yeah uh and then I started, then I think I've booked myself a solo trip uh, to my native Poland uh, in April that year. So flew for a few days on my own. Then a friend rang in June, I believe, and mm. said, I've heard you've done this course because he, he was chasing me for some time and said, uh, would you like to go on a, on a on a little flight with me? He had a, a, a little two-seater airplane, WT9 oh. Dynamic. Nice. And I said, previously, obviously, I said, thank you very much for the offer, but no way. Yes. Uh, and then we, we, we spoke again, uh, I think it was May or June, and he offered again, and I just said, you know what, I'd love to. So uh, I think we did it early July, mm. just above North Yorkshire. Uh, York is equal uh, towards the Dales uh, and back. Uh, and to all people who are afraid of turbulences on the big plains, I can say wholeheartedly, it's nothing. <laughs> you go on that little two-seater, it's a little bit more. Yes but you just get used to it so quickly and just automatically switch to a, a scenery mode and look out and look how beautiful it is basically because mm. obviously from 1000 1500 feet uh it's, it's just absolutely amazing it's like live google earth <laughs> <laughs> i love that and yeah. so the interesting thing for me is that this the fear has been replaced by curiosity hasn't it so you're you're now folk you're in the present moment looking yeah. around enjoying what's the scenery and that, that would have been fantastic but the other thing is that that's only five months after your course yeah and you're up in a two-seater and yeah. i always say to people you've it's a different experience so if you the it turbulence is. will feel more dynamic because you're in yeah. a small it's like a small boat versus a large ship isn't it you know you're yes. going through the water so you will feel it a lot more I think that's amazing. That's just it was. Phenomenal. It was, and I'm and I'm very very grateful uh, 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 to to Martin, my friend, who uh, who allowed me uh, mm. to be a part of this experience because that kind of put things remaining pieces of the jigsaw right in my head. Yeah. So we got now um, got to talk about. It. So what happened? So after that, you then you volunteered. You came back as a team leader. Yes. Yes. Sure I think at the end happened. of this year. Mm. I think at the end of this year, I might have contacted uh, DG, uh, one of the team leaders, uh, wonderful got, yeah. human, yes, yeah, David. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he said, look, we will be very, very happy, but you need to be entirely sure that you are comfortable with it and, and there is nothing of your feel left because obviously you can pass it down Yes. If, if, pe if people are afraid and they will sense that you as a team leader are afraid, mm. it will go it will go the wrong way. And I said, I, I think I've reached the stage when I'm confident. Yeah. That's why I haven't contacted you on the very next day after my initial flight. 
because uh, I wanted to be sure. Uh, yes. and, and that's how it started, yeah. And I think then I've joined you, I've joined you on the first course the following year. Mm. Uh, I was what, so what was to... that like coming back as the team leader, going through the course again, but in a different mind? Fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Uh, I I remember, I mean, and I think I did three courses before the pandemic hit, if I remember correctly. Mm. Mm. Um, every single time I was coming back, it was it was a great, great feeling, not only to be a part of it again. Yes. But I think it's my nature to help people. Uh, and this just allowed me to, to, to fulfill this to a certain extent. And obviously, uh, I'm, a, I'm a people person as well. So meeting other people and mm. helping them to go through this journey, uh, it, it was real. And I think out of three courses so 30 people that because we had 10 people at a table yes uh, i had only one person who didn't take the flight so i think that's a pretty pretty decent ratio that's amazing yeah that is amazing and and so uh, and so great of you to give your time back like that to come and help others who uh, who wouldn't have believed that it was possible yeah yeah to, to be and where you are and I remember when I did my initial course, there was also, I can't remember the name of the person, but there was also a person who was your ex-customer and came back as a team leader as well. Mm. Um, and I thought that it was such a great thing yeah. that kind of motivated me a little bit to to pay the bank, basically. Mm. No, that was very, it was, I mean, that was fantastic. Great. I'm so grateful. I mean, I love it when, used to love it when the, ex nervous flyers would come back as a team leader because exactly like that it's very inspiring and it makes people think well you know that guy he was where i am a year ago and even if i don't believe it right now it it gives us hope and hope is very powerful isn't it yeah 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 absolutely and then just even during the flight being able to tell those people about my experiences calm them down explain everything Mm. Looking from a perspective of a, of an ex nervous flyer, yeah, uh, I think that that kind of put them on ease a little bit. Yes, I think you no doubt, yeah, yeah. So so yeah, but obviously then the pandemic hit and it all kind of well the whole world stopped for a moment. Yes. So it all went to crap, didn't it? Let's be honest. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I, I think this is this is the right description. <laughs> So you've but you've managed since January fifteen to do fifty flights, did you say? Fifty plus. I I, I think I've stopped counting now. Mm. So where, what so sort I, what sort of trips are you doing now? Uh, obviously, you know, I live in UK uh, and travel quite a lot to my native Poland purely so my children can have some uh, decent time with grandparents. Mm. But then I've got a few really close friends from high school. Yeah, uh, and we all live in different countries, and we tend to meet once a year somewhere in Europe. Uh, and previously, I was excluded from this group. Uh, now we just kind of pick a destination, book Airbnbs, whatever, and and just go. And that that kind of adds to those flights. Yeah, so that's literally opened up all these opportunities for you, hasn't it? Yes, 
not on, not not only that, but I think I'm, I'm going now to to an extent, very strange extent, according to my friends, that <laughs> if I can fly from Leeds to Gdansk, uh, let's say by Ryanair in two hours, but if in a similar cost, I can find KLM flight going to Amsterdam and from Amsterdam to Gdansk, I will take a two-leg flight just, just to get an extra flight and an extra hour. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. yes. Uh, actually, I'm a direct guy. I'd rather go, I mean, I, I get it. I mean, I love flying, yes. but, you know, I'm going direct because I can't be bothered with all that sort of work. But for you, no you an extra flight, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just I don't know. Just adds to the experience. Yeah, yeah. If I'm my own, obviously. If I'm if I if I've got family or two, then it's always direct. Yeah. Oh, just oh to... he wants to go four. He wants to do four legs. Yes. Yeah. If I could, I would. But uh, no, no, no. They, they would never agree to that. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. So where 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 to next? Where, what's the next? Where to next? Well, we don't know. Probably the next trip might be again with with my high school friends. Uh, we've just done Albania in uh, end of September. Uh, so a few day trip over there. Uh, we don't know. Probably somewhere in Balkans as well. So another two, three, maybe three and a half hour flight each yeah. way. Yeah. So you're you are literally just it's so far behind you now. This fear, isn't it? It's, you can just it is. You can just embrace wherever they say you can go. I think so. I, I'd like to think that. I mean. Don't get me wrong, there are times when, when you go back and you think, or you start to overthink, and, and then, but quickly your brain kicks in and says, you've been there, you've done it, you yeah. know how it ends, you know what's behind it, you know why it happens, mm. and complete calmness, yeah. I like that, because a lot of people think that it's like a you get over the fear and that's it, but actually people can have little blips, or you can still have these thoughts, you can never kind of rest can you in terms of just taking it for granted no i think i think you have to rationally control it that's that's how i would that's how i would say mm. uh it's it's i think the course and and the book because the book is nearly my bible <laughs> uh 101 questions uh if ever in doubt just try to remember what was said Yes. Uh, try to remember what other people said. Mm. Uh, go back in your memory if you've experienced it, um, and so on. So uh, I don't think it completely goes. It probably somewhere will stay at the back of your head. Yes. Uh, but you accept it. Yeah. You hundred percent accept it and even like it, like in my instance. Uh, I, I I think I like the the thrill now more than anything. I don't have to sit by the aisle anymore. I just book any seat available. Uh, usually leave it to the very 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 last minute, thinking that they will run out of the cheap seats and they will have to put me in the extra leg room seat. <laughs> Quite often works. Oh, does it? Oh, that's the point. Oh, yes. What about the seatbelt? Yes. Does that have to stay on, or is that a bit more relaxed? Stays, about that? I mean, I'm a lot more relaxed, uh, and 
I'll tell you another little story. And well, obviously, as I've told you, I haven't undone my seatbelt ever before mm-hmm. the course, which obviously meant one thing. I've never seen the bathroom in the in the aircraft until the course day when I've actually uh, told one of the uh, uh, one of the um, guys who was with us. And he said, now, now is the time. Undo your yeah. seatbelt. And yes. you'll go and have a look how the bathroom in the plane works. <laughs> was so, it a big moment, was it? <laughs> it was a big moment. Nobody's so pleased to see a toilet. <laughs> definitely. You know, simple as that, that I have never, ever seen mm. it before. Mm. No, well, uh, can, and, I've heard that before, you know. So yeah. although I'm making light of it, I don't, I'm not laughing at you, but I just... No, 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 no. I, but it is, I, I, it, is, it is a funny thing, isn't it? People will say they've just... For those who not have the fear, they just go and use the toilet, come back, not thinking anything exactly. of it. Now, obviously, I'm an, I'm a tall guy. I'm six foot four, so obviously, if I'm on the low cost airline, uh, I do get cramps quite a lot in my legs. So, mm. uh, even you know, when obviously it's allowed, I'll just go and stretch in the back a little bit, have yeah. a little walk, and it doesn't really do much. So, yeah, very happy, very happy. That's good. Okay, that I'm really grateful for your time, Mihal. You know, if you you listen to the podcast, um, I always ask people at the end if you had one piece of advice, you know, a sort of top tip to give for anybody who hasn't got to where you are yet. What what would yours be? Do the course. Just do the course. Don't wait. I mean, mm. you will be already one step ahead that you were yesterday mm. and just go and do it don't wait another minute uh honestly and i'm not lying it completely transformed my life how i live yeah how i travel how i work uh, you know i can i can work where i don't have to listen to the engines i don't have to look at the at the, at the crew trying to read out from their faces what's going on I can just open my laptop and work and listen to some music or watch a movie. So yeah, one bit of advice is just do it, do it now and you will never regret it. Mm. Awesome. Thank you, Michal. That's brilliant. And for those no, who, you. oh, it was very kind of I mean, the, the book that you're referring to is, uh, I think it's still in print. It's on, it's in Amazon. It's a hundred, it's called flying without fear, 101 fear of flying questions answered. Uh, I think we wrote it, we wrote the original in 2009, and then it was re, I remember doing a second edition in 2014, although I'm not involved in it so much now, the Virgin Courses, but it's still, it's still a good little book, isn't it? It's got some nice, and it's because it's real people's questions. Yes, and I think it answers the the core questions, if you Mm. like, the Mm. questions that uh, everyone will ask. Mm. Yeah, that's that's nice, and, uh, and Michal said, get on a course. So there's lots of courses available out there. The main thing is get on one and find something that's going to just, I think courses are a good catalyst, aren't they, for getting getting over the fear. They are. They are. Definitely. 100%. Michal, you've been amazing. Thank you. So, I mean, thanks for coming through. It's good. Michal just contacted me. Literally, I think we spoke last week. Yeah. And I said, come, please come on the podcast. And you were like straight away. Yeah. Come and do it. I'm really grateful. So thank you ever so much. Not a problem. My pleasure.